From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Uh, Scott Bennett, author of Shell Game, a military whistleblowing report to Congress, exposing the betrayal and cover-up by the U.S. government of the Union Bank of Switzerland terrorist threat finance connection to uh, Edward Snowden's report on the National Security Agency, CIA agency, Booz Allen Hamilton, sorry, C- <laughs> CIA, uh, Booz Allen Hamilton and U.S. Central Command. Uh, we will get to that in a moment. Uh, before that, George Freund, our pal from Conspiracy Cafe, a very popular ca- ca- uh, podcast. I'll get the, the mouth working here in a moment. <laughs> Conspiracy Cafe. It's a very popular uh, podcast. He joins us from time to time. He'll be here momentarily. Not sure if you've heard or uh, or whether you saw the uh, the tweet I sent out in anticipation of uh, the show. Apparently, Newsweek magazine has already printed up thousands of copies of their um, next issue commemorating the election of President Hillary Clinton. Uh, and here we are, less than 48 hours away from the election. Uh, they've already printed up thousands of these, allegedly, and they're ready to ship, complete with barcodes. And there are pictures of these magazines, including the inside with the article, uh, ready to ship out to newsstands, presumably. Is this evidence of a rigged election? Well, George will be here with that story in a few minutes. Uh, what's in the box with our resident remote viewer, Albert, coming up? Albert had a mishap on uh, Halloween. Albert, I hope I'm not telling tales out of school. Albert, let the let the folks see uh, that are stro- streaming us on YouTube. See what you've done to yourself. Turn that camera around. Can people see that? Not too close. All right. Yeah, you've you did real did a, you did a number on your arm on Halloween. It's, it's just the knuckle. It's just the knuckle. Yeah, it's just the ring finger of my uh, knuckle. All right. You stumbled. <laughs> and you you stumbled and went. Uh, you were trick or treating a little too hard. Too much candy in the pillowcase, and you tripped, I guess, or something. I'm not going to yeah. tell tales at a school. I know the real story, Albert. <laughs> it's not broken though, is it? No, it comes off in a few weeks. And are you they, going? Will it hinder your ability to remote view? Well, I see. Just a brief explanation. Like, there's the desire to know. I, I don't need the long explanation. Is it going to hinder your ability to remote view? Yes or no? It, it might, because if you're in a depressive state, you're not in that delta zone. All right. Well, get 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 the into the delta zone and quick. Uh, we'll deal with you in a second. Let me introduce the rest of the band on the Gibson Flying V. Ian Robertson is twisting the knobs and dials on the other side of the glass. Our fine rockabilly friend. Let's get yeah get a shot of Ian through the glass there. Let people see him. Uh, now Ian is uh, in a band called the Ruthless Ones, and uh, you're going to be playing here in Toronto at the Bovine Club, that's uh, Bathurst and Queen, November the sixteenth, and tickets seven dollars at the door. Who's your agent? Come on, Ian, seven dollars. It's worth a lot more than that. That's a great that's a great night out. What time is that at? Uh, assuming, assuming midnight. Around midnight. Midnight, yeah. Wow, I'll be fast asleep, but uh, I wish you all the best, my friend. 
Okay. The Ruthless Ones. Uh, and finally, on the Rickenbacker bass guitar and occasionally the theremin, our own Albert Vinzel. And uh, very quickly now, Albert, no, hopefully you're following your remote viewing protocols. Let's get a, a picture of the uh, the box now, our humidor. What's in the box, remote viewer? I, I see something square, so I would guess a book. All right. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to reveal it yet. If you're in the Greater Toronto area, you're way off, Albert. Sorry. You can <laughs> yep. you can tweet me your guess. Use the hashtag What's in the box? Hashtag What's in the box? I'll announce the winner at the uh, after the bottom of the hour. You've got to be in the Toronto area, and I've put together a little uh, collection of books for you that you can pick up here at Zuma Radio. Again, use the hashtag What's in the box? Uh, somebody named Jim Stone posted uh, images from an unnamed source inside Newsweek or perhaps IBT Media, that's the publisher, uh, who took these uh, pictures. And uh, Do you have those up on the, uh, the, the, the stream there, Albert? Get those I, up. I get could. them now. Okay, great. Have a look at those. Now, this, these are apparently, and I, I, I use the term allegedly, I don't know if this is the real deal, but these are, they've got a barcode on the, uh, the front cover, and uh, it's a commemorative issue marking the election of the first woman president, the first female president. But we are still 48 hours, less than 48 hours away from the election. Why, one would have to ask, would they go to the trouble and the risk of printing thousands of these copies? Uh, This is the story anyway. They're in a box ready to ship to newsstands. And yet we haven't had the election yet. Some are pointing to this as proof of a rigged election. In other words, they've had these ready to go. They already know the outcome. And... um, Again, it's kind of a head-scratcher. Apparently, there are no, there's no mock-up of a Donald Trump issue. This is the story, so we'll get more with uh, George Freund, again, from Conspiracy Cafe. Hi, George. How are you? Hello, Richard. Thanks for having us aboard. Well, my pleasure, and thanks for bringing this to my attention. First of all, um, the uh, the source of this, is it is it Jim Stone? Is that where you learned of it, or did you have a source of your own? Or Yes, it was... Uh found by one of my researchers. It is a Jim Stone piece, and he said his uh, computers and his websites were just being harassed beyond belief. So he had to set up a backup uh, website and try to get it out and ask people to post it and get it around as far as possible. And Jim Stone was sent this story by his source, an insider at IBT Media or Newsweek? Yes. And uh- Okay, and for those who, who don't have access to a computer who, or, or, or my, my tweet and they, don't, they can't see this image, just explain, I sort of uh, gave a thumbnail sketch, but just explain what we're seeing. Well, what we're seeing is a special souvenir edition of the first woman president entitled Madame President, and with a big smiling Hillary Clinton on the front, and it's amazing how she looks so angelic uh, in a lot of the pictures lately, and all her wrinkles have disappeared from uh, a few years back. Well, we we all like to be airbrushed, uh, George. And then some. <laughs> yes. But uh, it's it's just absolutely scandalous. It's one of many pieces of information that have come out to say that the election has been rigged. Okay, but let, let just just stick to what we can see on. So we have the magazine cover. We have a, a, a picture, an airbrushed picture. You say of a smiling Hillary, Madam President, is the uh, sort of the headline, and again. And it's the Newsweek banner. Yes, and it's a- dated for the 8th of November that it's supposed to be uh, on the shelf. It's all ready to go. It was coming from a common publisher. So it's not one that's done in each locale where, you know, they could whip out the local edition very, very quickly okay. uh, right across the nation. It came from a central location, which implies a bit of secrecy. And, uh, you know, knowing 
the fact that the president's already selected is something that's not really new to uh, you know people that are in the conspiracy genre, including myself. We gave up on the left-right paradigm many, many long years ago, and as you always had a very complimentary uh, old movie on your show repeated over and over again, we're ruled by the vast dominion of dollars. And uh, Oh, that great quote from... Uh, from a network, yes. Exactly. Well, uh, George uh, Freund is with us from Conspiracy Cafe, very uh, popular podcast. And very quickly, George, how do we, uh, how can we uh, subscribe or listen in? Well, you can always Google my name. I'm everywhere. And uh, one of the other things to do is just uh, do the conspiracy in George Toronto or something like that. You always come up with me. But the actual website is conspiracy-cafe.com. Okay. And I also have a backup website myself because I get denial of service attacks from time to time. I'll bet you do. And let me just spell the last name for people too, too, who are Googling you. It's George and then F-R-E-U-N-D. F-R-E-U-N-D or conspiracy-cafe.com. Now, back to the magazine. So it's we see this magazine. It's in a box and there appear to be others underneath it. Then there's another picture of the magazine opened up to an inside article about Hillary. So That's correct. And why are you convinced, George, that this is not a hoax? I mean, it's possible that is it not possible that that Newsweek simply printed up what they call a mock-up? That's what they used to call them anyway, mock-up. Uh, just in case she's the winner, maybe they have a mock-up of Donald Trump, uh, a commemorative President Trump issue. I would find that uh, very difficult to believe, knowing how uh, corporate media is just basically in Hillary's pocket. You know, there, there's quite a few articles out uh, from investigative researchers who are in alternative media, naming all the people that she owns and, uh, you know, controls, and the New York Times is probably top of the list. But uh, I can't see in any way, shape, or form they do a Donald Trump commemorative uh, edition. Well, aside from, you know, the, the possibility, and listen, I, I think there is some credence. To, <laughs> I think the mainstream media has demonstrated they are in the tank for Hillary. But aside from that, I mean, is it not possible? I mean, did Jim Stone source say anything about the fact that this may just be a mock-up? No, no, not at all. He's, t- he's running with this ball like it's the, uh, the you know... The last down to go in the Super Bowl, and he just got handed the ball. So uh, this is 100% the real Magilla for him, and we'll find out very quickly. As right. soon as it's over, you'll see them on the stand, and you could compare what you see with uh, what this image is. And it's just one of several pieces of evidence that have come out that the uh, the election has been rigged. They hacked two TV stations in the states in Tennessee, and they already have the decisions out, and with all the counts as of November the 1st. That was one in Chattanooga and another one in Memphis. Right. These are uh, these are now the, the TV stations claim that they're just testing uh, the system and. Um, well, that's w- always the case, Richard. Right. I was a policeman before. Like when and whenever you catch somebody committing a crime, it's just like, oh, I was just testing the alarm at the bank. I wasn't robbing it. Yes, we, it is an old <clears throat> refrain, isn't it? However, let me uh, let me just go back to the magazine for a minute, and then I'll and I want to I do want to talk about the. Uh, if we have time, we'll, we'll get back to the, uh, again, this is Jim Stone's website, and he has apparently hacked into the software firm based in New York uh, that is is what uh, organi- news organizations like Fox use to tabulate the results. Uh, and what Jim Stone is claiming that they've already they've already got the, um, uh, again, it's rigged, he's, he's saying. 
uh, they already have the final numbers, and then what they do to make it look like uh, they're sort of tabulating it as the, num- the results come in. There's an algorithm in there to make sure that the, the, the totals equal the final result. Uh, but let me get back to the magazine for a moment. And uh, again, this insider that took pictures as these magazines are being ready to, to be shipped out, this commemorative Newsweek issue featuring Madame President Hillary Clinton on the front cover, again, prior to the election actually taking place. The other one thing that, that people could argue is, and Albert and I were discussing this before, and I think he makes a good point. They could look at the polls. They could look at, for example, um, who was that gentleman we had on David Rothschild? Predict-wise. Predict-wise, who says it's in the, it's in the bag. It's 80-20. This isn't a poll, but this is his formula. It's 80-20 that Hillary is going to take this election. It's not a huge risk if they printed up, you know, IBT Media is a huge company. Uh, final word. I mean, they could just simply say, you know, we're going to get ahead of the story, we're going to get ahead of the game, and we're going to have this ready to go. She's going to win. Why not Why not just go ahead and print the issue? Well, that could be a good business decision, but as we experience with our Canadian election and uh, our sources that we're working for uh, the ballot counting, is they were announcing the winner before they even opened the ballot boxes. They weren't finished counting till 2.30 in the morning, and they announced the winner at 11 o'clock on the news, and they hadn't even opened the boxes yet. That's right. You came on and uh, you broke that story on the show. All right. We will keep a close eye on this one. George Freund, Conspiracy Cafe podcast, the website conspiracy-cafe.com. George, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Richard. Good night. All right. Back with Scott Bennett and more here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. The owners of the system are asleep. Now we can play. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. All right. uh, While we were waiting for Scott Bennett, author of Shell Game, this is a whistleblowing report that was sent to uh, U.S. Congress and in part, I guess, inspired uh, Edward Snowden, another celebrated whistleblower, to sort of go public, circumvent Congress and and, uh, inform the American public, that they were being spied upon by uh, the NSA. Anyway, uh, uh, we're trying to get uh, Scott with us, and we will momentarily, we hope. If not, we will soldier on, as we always do. Uh, just, I was going to do this in the, um, in, a little later, but I'm going to do it now. I got the most remarkable package from Australia today. And uh, so it comes in this kind of a, a what do they call a, a post-pack, like a FedEx thing. And again, it's from Australia. And then inside, it's, you know, nicely, uh, uh, like butcher's paper wrapped and a nice twine. And so I open it up, and it's a book. It's an old hardcover book, almost looks like a first edition, uh, The Water Babies by Charles Kingsley. And I thought, well, why would someone press send me that? But then, can you see this, Albert, on the, uh, all right? Can you see this okay? Okay. So then I open it up. There's the real babies, water babies, rather. I open it up. And it's hollowed out. Okay? It's hollowed out. And then this little envelope here that says, Watch me. This is not a hoax. This actually came in the mail. I found it as I walked into the station this evening. And then this letter, and I've already opened it, but I put it back together. Look at this. It's got the wax seal on it. And then, as I said, it's hollowed out, and inside there's this picture of me. So... I open up the letter. Uh, the Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett, care of Zuma Radio, of course. Dear Richard, you have been identified by the World Fairy Society 
as having made potential contact with fairies. The evidence hidden within this book suggests this may have been ongoing for some time now. As a PFC, potential fairy contact, I believe you may hold information that relates to a recent fairy sighting by teenagers in Westbury, Tasmania. We need your help. It is critical that we find out who she is and how she came to be in Tasmania before it's too late. If you or anyone in your community knows something about uh, something and can piece together the evidence my granddaughter Willow has uploaded to the Internet, you must tell us. Please help us to unravel the mystery of the Westbury Ferry unfolding now at westferrysociety.org. Don't forget to identify yourself to other PFCs using the hashtag, hashtag Westbury Ferry. Uh, before you jump to conclusions, we need your help. Kindest regards, Arthur Beck, founder, World Fairy Society. A lovely letter. And uh, then, so I open up the uh, the form le- or the uh, the little envelope here, and it's a little USB key. Can you see that, Albert? All right. So maybe I'll uh, can I send that home with you, Albert, to check that out. Tell me what's you know find out what's on there. Anyway, so that's I don't know. What is, is this like a chain letter or something? What do you think? Hmm? Hope it's good luck. Well, I don't know. It's interesting anyway. But they went to a lot of trouble. Look at this book. They've hollowed out and they put my name there. Or my picture there. Anyway, I, you know, I, I love getting mail like this. It's a mystery. Wrapped in a riddle, dipped in a chocolatey coating. Okay. So we'll put that aside. And uh, we're still working to get Scott Bennett. I guess maybe there was some sort of a mix-up. You know, we the, uh, the clocks went back last night, right? Yeah. And maybe that threw a... Uh, a spanner into the works. Uh, next week on the program, uh, Peter Janey, Peter Janey uh, will be here. Mary's Mosaic. Now, uh, JFK had a, a mistress. <laughs> Newsflash, right? Uh, Mary Pinchot My- Mayer or Meyer. And uh, just after the Warren Commission report came out in '64, she was allegedly assassinated as well. And um, Anyway, Peter will be along as we uh, head on into, you know, mid-November as we're getting close to, of course, the, uh, the assassination of JFK. This will be the, do the math quickly, uh, the 53rd, 53rd anniversary of JFK's assassination. So Peter Janey, uh, will be with us. Again, that's the book. That's coming up next week. And, uh, what's that same night? What do we have that same night, Albert? Um, Rosemary. Rosemary Ellen Guiley, that's right. Rosemary Ellen Guiley will be with us. And uh, then we have another JFK um, um, the following week, I think. Another JFK show. Open lines. And we'll do some open lines. All right. No sign of uh, Scott Bennett. All right. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do open lines. We're going to open up the phone lines. Again, uh, it's not, not something that we do nearly often enough. But let me give you the phone numbers. These are always handy when you're doing a talk show. 416 360 Zero seven forty four one six three six zero zero seven forty toll free from out of town just about anywhere one eight six six seven forty four seven forty eight six six seven forty four seven forty now um, we can talk about that Newsweek article if you'd like if you've seen the tweet that I sent out again IBT Media Newsweek and Insider support these are all allegations. I'm not saying that this is the real deal. It could be a hoax. It could be much ado about nothing. But this may, for some, be one more piece of evidence that the upcoming U.S. election, which is just hours away now, may be rigged. 
Let me get your thoughts on that. Do you think it's possible? Do you think it's likely that the presidential election has been rigged? And for those of you who missed my conversation with George Freund, let me just remind you. Again, an insider at IBT Media, Newsweek, sent some pictures of Newsweek's upcoming commemorative presidential election issue featuring Madam President on the front cover, complete with a barcode. It looks like they're ready to be shipped. And according to Jim Stone's source, there are thousands of them in boxes ready to be shipped to newsstands across the country. And there isn't a Donald Trump mock-up. So it's not as if Newsweek is hedging their bets and they've got a Hillary Clinton president-elect Hillary Clinton and a president-elect Donald Trump issue ready to ship. They've got all their eggs in one basket. Only a President uh, Clinton issue. And again, some are pointing to this and saying, aha, why would they do this in advance? Because they know she's going to win because it's rigged. What say you? 416-360-0740, toll free from out of town, 1-866-740-4740. Do we have someone ready to go, Ian? He's busy working the phones on the other side. Now, Newsweek, this is just one example that some point to in saying that the election is rigged. Uh, George Freund, who was with us earlier, was mentioning uh, this software company in New York. This software company in New York uh, has been hacked into, and they've found the uh, the software that is used by news agencies like Fox, for example, to tabulate the election results, and they're already posted, all ready to go. They've got the final results, and then there's an algorithm in that software which ensures – this one I'm not too sure about. Anyway, it, it ensures that the numbers finally total up to – Whatever it, whatever it is, I think they had it uh, something like 40, 48 to 42 popular vote for Hillary, and then each state is broken down. Now I looked at those, and there are some problems with it. First of all, I believe they have Oregon going to Trump, which is not going to happen. That's a blue state. There are a couple of other instances. If I can find the poll or, or find the um, the story, I'll bring it back up. I don't believe that particular story. The Newsweek is a bit of a head-scratcher. Why wouldn't they simply... And and my understanding is this is how magazines operate now. They don't print up mock-up hard copies, certainly not thousands of them. They're all created as a PDF document. Then they simply hit print. Why wouldn't they wait till the winner is announced and then print them off? All right, why don't uh, we go to Doc in New York. Doc, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Yeah, I'm just across the pond from you in Youngstown. Aha. Welcome. I can see Toronto, actually. On a clear day, you can see Toronto. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you for checking um, in. You know, the the globalists are putting everything they have into rigging this election every possible way that they can. That's very obvious to me. And there's either going to be a landslide for Trump that they've been trying to keep under wraps, they don't want us, they're trying to discourage us, or, you know, it's it's going to work out in some mysterious and incredible, maybe miraculous way, because I, I just, 
I put this whole thing in God's hands a couple of weeks ago. It has been a roller coaster ride. I can't believe, you know, for me personally, how I've, I have just totally been emotionally uh, drawn into this. Uh, I, I just, I can't get enough of the coverage. But I, I agree that this election, uh, more than any other, has really um, defined you know the, the 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 opposing forces not only in this election but i mean and, and this is largely trump's doing and i'm not saying you know you know vote for him or don't vote for him i'm saying as a result of trump being in this election being the loose cannon that he is being someone who doesn't play by the rules he has enabled this veil to be peeled back and now we're talking in the mainstream about things that we normally talk about only on shows like this and that is Globe, we, now we're hearing terms like the globalists versus the populists, and that's exactly what this election is. And that's and not a conspiracy. thrown a lot of light into some pretty dark corners, and he has flushed a lot of spooks out of the darkness. No question. And let's be honest. I mean, he has some dark corners, <laughs> to say the least, as well. Uh, Whatever you say about him, he's not a criminal. Well... Whatever we say about him, right? I mean, I, I I'm not going to stand here and say that he's, you know, that uh, the the other allegations at some point you know, against him. Hillary I'm, is a criminal. She, what what she did is far worse than than um, than the Rosenbergs who got the electric chair in 1953. I find her her recklessness uh, with national security documents to be beyond reckless. And, uh, I would agree it should, I don't know, I'm not going to say she deserves the electric chair, but what, what I think we can both agree on is she should not have access to, to, uh, to, to top secret information that would disqualify her from holding office. She well, cannot she be right briefed. Now. They took away her national security briefings about a week ago and she doesn't get those daily briefings anymore, but, um, you know, her maid, the story that came out today, her maid has her password for her email account and was printing out That's right. top secret emails for her to read. Yes, the fact that Comey, and again, for those who missed it, uh, Comey has um, concluded, now tell me how they go through 650,000 emails in eight days. Uh, this is, you know, to me, this off, this really stinks. Obviously, the Department of Justice yes. would not let him read those emails all they were looking at was the metadata right he is he has uh basically said you know we're, i'm not changing my position since my july statement and case closed uh but what about this mutiny in the fbi that supposedly forced his hand to come forward and reopen it what's going on there i don't think we've heard the last of this no i don't think we have and there's a there's a whole army of hackers out there you know who are going to feed stuff to Assange mm-hmm. or you know, it's it's definitely uh, a large. There's a lot of people out there who know that this is our last chance to free our government from the globalists and and the you know the the people who have hijacked it, the the political elite. Well, the problem is we have less than 48 hours, and uh, I don't. <laughs> I I was tweeting earlier about the fact that uh, you know Hillary Clinton could. Um, could eat a baby alive on national TV, and it wouldn't it wouldn't make a difference. <laughs> uh, Doc in New York, thank you for checking in from Youngstown. I appreciate. Oh, Richard, it. you're one of my favorites. I, you know, I've been listening to this station um, because I just couldn't get enough of you on Coast to Coast. I appreciate that. Thanks so much, Doc. Good to hear from Bye you. Bye now. Bye bye. All right, uh, Ian. Who do we have next? Because my screener's not working. Keith is checking in from Rochester. Keith, good evening. Yes. 
Comey's a dirty cop. What about the 25% of us Trump supporters who will never accept a Clinton presidency? Some of us are already calling ourselves sovereign citizens, and we will not accept any order that comes from her administration. So the two points, what will happen to the Republican Party? Will it go the way of the Whigs because they've drastically let us down and the base will not support people like Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell? And secondly, what about true militant opposition to Clinton in any form that it should take, whatever that means and whatever it entails, including, because uh, I'm not going to get in Dutch here because I know the rules, I'm not saying that she should be killed or that I'm going to do it, but I have no pro- problem having her assassinated. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, uh, no, that, that's, that does not fly in this program. All right? Does not fly. Uh, I think Hillary Clinton is odious. I think she's corrupt. I think she is the most corrupt president, presidential candidate. Um, one could make an argument that LBJ was more corrupt, but I'm not going to allow, um, provide a platform for someone to come on here and say that. Sorry, Keith. Um, I usually enjoy your calls, and you can call again, but you can't say that. Uh, now, there is a problem. <laughs> Should Hillary get elected, and if she's facing further indictments or possible indictments, the email situation, the email server may have been put to bed. I say may. I'm not convinced. I think Comey fell under tremendous pressure from the uh, Department of Justice and perhaps even the White House, uh, which is collusion. That ought not to happen. Uh, But there are other indictments floating out there there are there is still the clinton foundation there is an indictment quite possible with with one of the there are four separate investigations going on regarding the clinton foundation i think it's going to be a uh, an echo of 1972 with richard nixon his landslide victory for his second term that well that we know how that ended 18 months of constant legal wrangling this is going to be four years of Hearings, investigations, complete stalemate. Not a lot's going to get done. Maybe that's a good thing. All right, back with more of your calls right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. In a democracy, we elect officials so we can sleep at night. So why are you up? Welcome back. Open lines, but we are focusing on what else... The U.S. presidential election, hours away. Is it rigged? Earlier in my conversation with George Freund from Conspiracy Cafe, a very popular podcast, we talked about this um, a story that comes from a gentleman by the name of Jim Stone, and uh, his source is an, uh, a supposed insider at IBT Media, which publishes Newsweek magazine. And we have photographs of Newsweek's commemorative presidential election issue ready to ship and on the cover we have madam president a picture of hillary clinton president-elect they've already got thousands apparently of these ready to ship if you see the photograph and you can go to my uh, my twitter feed at richard serrett s-y-r-e-t-t at richard serrett you'll find the tweet there there's a picture of hillary and then they have a picture of the uh, oh also on the front cover there is the, the barcode now, if this was a mock-up, now in the olden days, magazines would print up a mock-up, a couple of, uh, of the actual issue as a hard copy. 
and they would actually, you know, make changes and edit it and circle it with a grease pencil and, and so forth. But those were in the olden days. Now they, they, in the electronic age, we have PDFs. It's all done on screen. Then you would wait until the election and, and, and hit print, presumably. Why would you print up thousands and thousands of Hillary Clinton president issues and ship them out before the election takes place unless, and this is the theory according to some, unless the election is rigged. They already know the winner because the outcome is being controlled somehow. And Newsweek is in on this. Now these are the allegations. I'm not saying that this is the real deal. It could be a hoax. It's possible that they, uh, that Newsweek is taking a calculated risk. Look at the polls. Yes, it's tight nationwide. But the Electoral College vote map is, um, let's face it, it's going to be a steep hill for Donald in less than 48 hours. He's going to have to keep all of the states that Romney won in 2012, plus he's going to have to take Florida, North Carolina, Ohio, Iowa, Nevada, Arizona, Utah. Let's assume he does that. He also has to take New, New, New Hampshire and the 2nd District in Maine. That gives him to 270. It's a He's got to run the table. So most prognosticators are saying Hillary will end up with at least 283. That puts her way over the top. So Newsweek could be making a calculated risk and saying, let's just, let's just print it and ship it. And we'll have our Madam President Hillary Clinton commemorative Newsweek issue out the day after the election. It's ready to go. Is it possible that they have a Donald Trump mock-up, President Donald Trump issue? And we're just not hearing about it? Perhaps. Is this evidence that the election is rigged? Uh, who do we have? We have Jay in Florida. Welcome, Jay. Good evening. Yes, hello, uh, Mr. Serrett. And um, first I want to preface this by saying I think them doing this is um, arrogant, presumptuous, and uh, deplorable. At the very least. Yeah, if it's not a conspiracy for them to do it, it is It is rather, you would, I, would, I would agree, somewhat uh, presumptuous. Yeah, and yeah, and I had I want to use a couple of the words, and I had to use one of those. I thought it was uh, quite fitting to use one of their own words. Um, there's a few points I wanted to make, but just what I really wanted to get to is I think they're going to give it who they want to. I think it's going to be rigged or whatever. I've heard they don't want either of them, and who's interim behind the scenes, whether it's a military coup or whatever, is Paul Ryan and something Dumfrey. I'm not sure of his first name. Even a caller on Coast talked about that. Um, but what I'm worried about. And I wanted to know if you have um, any sources of this or if you have any knowledge or you're aware of any of these articles or videos saying that there could be a, um alien invasion that may be partially fake. I don't know if this will include the Project Blue Beam mm. fake rapture or not. Uh, they're saying there will be Al-Qaeda attacks in, I believe, Texas, Virginia, and New York. Well, that was a, the states I recall. Yeah, that was a DHS warning, uh, I believe, that came out a few days days ago. Uh, a couple of uh, possibilities: a cyber attack that would um, disrupt the election. Uh, they did mention, and also the possibility of, well, all bets are off in terms of you know what form this attack could take. But they did mention those three jurisdictions: New York, Texas, and. Uh, the other one you mentioned, Virginia. I, Virginia, yeah. You know, it's it's almost impossible to stay on top of all of this stuff. It's coming at you every which way, 24 hours, uh, 24/7. Um, I mean, let's just take one thing at a time. 
let's talk about the possibility because that's what we're sort that's where we're sort of heading tonight is is it possible that the election is rigged and you're saying that it is um, when you say they i mean that's always the big question right who are they you mentioned the military um, I, I don't know because we know that for example uh, Trump has the endorsement of something like I, he's mentioned 200 you know, high-ranking military officers that have endorsed him. I think for the most part, the people in the military are incredibly patriotic. Uh, and yeah, bless them for what they do. They absolutely. Man, they man our police. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think the rigging is taking place at that level. Um, is there corruption, you know, in the White House, in the Department of Justice, in the State Department? Absolutely. Absolutely there is. I mean, there is collusion going on. This is unprecedented. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's what we have to deal with right now. Never mind Project Blue Beam. Um, we've talked about that uh, from time to time in this program, but just not enough time to cram all of that other stuff on top of what is the most historic presidential election. Well, my other concern is martial law and FEMA. Hmm. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's down the road a spell as well. Sure. I mean, this thing, this could all unravel. This could all unravel. Look at the, the civil unrest that's taking place now in the inner cities. Uh, well, add I this on top to of it. A, I think we need to be on high alert and guard until the new president takes the oath. I think anything could happen between now and then. All right, including... that's when the new term actually will start. Jay in Florida, thank you so much. Pleasure. Anything could happen, yes, including the president-elect taking this, swearing the oath and being read her Miranda rights. <laughs> All at the same time. Back with more. Stay with us. Poking holes in the darkness. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right, let's wrap up this uh, What's in the Box Uh Albert, our remote viewer, what did you say it was? A book? Yeah, I, I, yeah, you, I, you, I saw a square. A yeah, book. You, you said a book. Oh, yeah, you're way off. But uh, let, let me just, uh, you can, people have uh, te- texted or, or tweeted, rather, at uh, hashtag what's in the box. And uh, let's see, we have um, a pen from, that's Francisco Varga, says a pen. Uh, we have a receipt from uh, Mariah. We have a green apple from Sally. Uh, Carlsberg at 84. Tickets to one of your show. A TTC ticket from Chasing Jane. Um, no, sorry. Not even close. All right. Let's, <laughs> nobody's close. Uh, open up the box, uh, Albert. Okay, I switched the camera on. All right. Albert's gonna, uh, switch the camera over. Okay, very quickly. With your injured hand there. And there you go. It's a plush toy. It's a unicorn. I wasn't even looking for unicorn, just a plush toy or a, a, a stuffed animal or something. All right. Okay, let's go back to the phones. And uh, Dan is in Hamilton. Dan, good evening. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hello, Hi, Dan. Uh, Hi there. Hi, is this uh, Richard? Yes, Dan. I'm in Toronto, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I, I said Hamilton. My apologies. Go yeah, ahead. No worries. Um, I love your show, by the way. I just wanted to say I, I compliment you because of your courage, even though you're not uh, you're Canadian, not American, but I, I respect you very much. And I appreciate so much. that. Thank you. It's so true. Uh, I wish you were on more often. But anyway, um, black box voting with Bev Harris. 
and talking about rigging the elections and the, the see the average person what the what the elites don't seem to understand is that there's a lot of smart people out there um, such as Julian Assange and the the elections have been rigged for years obviously for decades but the bottom line is when you're not listening to the people and what the people want uh, obviously it's rigged but I just I guess it's it's kind of like when uh, Rob Ford was running for mayor here in Toronto, uh, the dog and pony show south of the border, when you're uh, going to be under indictment or, uh, and I don't understand all the terminology and, and stuff, but the bottom line is uh, politicians in this country as well as the U.S. used to have a bit of integrity, and, and if they were caught in a scandal of any sort, they would resign abruptly or be shamed into uh, resigning. And these people just say, now they don't care. Well, that was the British parliamentary tradition. Yeah, it wasn't, even if you didn't do anything wrong, if there was an appearance of impropriety, you were expected to submit your resignation. Uh, You're absolutely right. They are so brazen now uh, that those rules have simply, uh, you know, they've gone out the window. Absolutely. And you're bang on the money. Um, So... Again, going back to black box voting with Bev Harris and, mm. and her having figured out all the how these algorithms work. I mean, she didn't figure it out on her own. She had smart people around her also, right? And they brought this to her attention. But you're going to see a lot more scrutiny. And if it, if not this selection, I'll call it not election, but uh, next time around for sure, if they don't catch them this time, uh, there will be enough people that understand. Especially, I mean. It's illegal to even take a selfie with your uh, ballot, apparently. Uh, oh, in some so. states, only in some states. Well, yeah. the other thing is, uh, you know, uh, Trump asked for volunteers to go to the uh, the polling stations and to monitor them, and then there was a, a court ruling that you can't do that. It's considered intimidation. Now, the ruling was sent to both the DNC and the RNC, but we know who it was targeted towards. Uh, yeah. I'm not convinced that, you know, that, that uh, people are necessarily going to wake up to the fact uh, that – Listen, I don't know for, you know, for a certainty, um, Dan, and, and I may be called naive and so forth. I'm not ready to say for a certainty that there are election irregularities. There are two million uh, deceased persons still on the voter registration list in the United States. There are people that are bust from, you know, we know from, from James O'Keefe's Project Veritas. The DNC has admitted, there you, you know, go. they're partaking yeah. shenanigans. The question is, is that enough? To throw an election one way or the other, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not convinced of that. Um, am I worried about uh, voting machines? Absolutely. When you don't have a paper trail, when they can be hacked, it's been demonstrated they can be hacked. That's a problem. Uh, to well, me, what I'm focusing on right now, and what I'm as most, what I am most concerned about, is a mainstream media, particularly the fourth estate, that has been in the tank for one candidate. If they were in for the other, I'd be saying the same thing. This is the yeah. year. To me, that journalism is dead. You're bang on the money, Dan. Thank You're you. Absolutely bang on the money. Uh, just quickly wanted to say, when Bev Harris, who is monitor, she's been working on this stuff for over 14 years, when she comes out and says that they're definitely the elections are definitely being rigged, and you see the results, and people are scratching their heads saying, "Well, that doesn't make sense." When she says it, I believe it. All right. So thanks so much for taking my call, Richard, and all the best to you. I keep up the great work. My pleasure, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, William is uh, somewhere on the East Coast. William, good evening. Welcome. Good evening, Richard. I'm calling from Massachusetts. Ah, good old Mass. Thank you. Yeah, I, I have a uh, a little intel for you on uh, 
but I want to, I want to, uh, about, uh, you know, who might have, uh, uh, about the, uh, the, you know, the revolt and the FBI, but just, uh, in Maine, you're uh, up in northern Maine, the second district. That's right. Uh, right, just practically southern Canada, so it's, it's something you'd, you'd be interested in. That could come down to it. They're neck and neck up there. That's right. I mentioned that earlier. If that's what, that's one of the key, that's one, uh, that's one electoral college delegate. Uh, he's, he's, New Hampshire could go Trump's way as well. That's four. Plus one is five. There's also, um, I'm not sure which district it is in Nebraska. That's the other state that divvies them up. That's neck and neck. Let's face it. If, uh, let's suspend our disbelief and, and assume that the election is not rigged. Uh, if we go by the Electoral College map, he needs that second district in Maine. He needs New Hampshire. He needs, well, he's going to win Ohio. He's going to win Indiana. He's going to win Iowa. He needs North Carolina, Florida, plus Nevada. Then he has to keep right. everything else that Romney won. If he does that, then Newsweek is going to eat crow because they're going to have to publish a President uh, Trump issue. That's right. But it's a steep and hill. I'm, That's a steep hill, William. Yes. Uh, also, in the post today, there was one electoral voter in Washington who's, a, who's an Indian who, she, obviously, she's going to win that state. He's, I think it's a he is pledged that he's not going to vote for her because she he considers her a criminal. And this is a Native American uh, person. Um, yes. I, apparently, there are two electoral college. Do you call them electoral college delegates? Yes. Okay. So there are. I, my understanding, William, is that there are two electoral college delegates in the state of Washington, and that that's a blue state. There's no question. Hillary's going to take that. But there are, and I'm not sure how many uh, electoral college votes Washington is worth. It's like six or eight or something. Yeah, something like that. But there are two who have who have said doesn't matter how the state goes. We are not. They're almost like super delegates. <laughs> they're saying we're not going to cast our vote for Hillary. We might. They haven't really indicated which way they're going to go. They say they may not vote. So that would mean, if if it comes down to a, you know, Hillary going two seventy two, uh, she loses those two. Now, or she's at two seventy one. She goes down to two sixty nine. It's a tie. Then it goes to the House. The Republicans control the House. That's another very bizarre route to the White House for. For, for Trump, but let's face it, for those two electoral college delegates to come into play, again, a lot of other things have to fall into place for Trump. Right. Uh, I want to bring up uh, the, the coup. Uh, Stephen Pachenik, yes. who is in, he's in the Department of Defense, a long-time guy. He's you know in psychological operations. Yes, I, th- he, I think he was. You saw. I think he was on Alex Jones' program. He said that he he um, and some people in the FBI uh, basically it was a coup. To uh, as a reaction to the coup that Clinton has pulled for you know for what Trump said like the last thirty years everything she's done people just got fed up and uh, I don't know whether they they cut it off if you remember Hillary once it came out that that Coney announced it she she said oh why don't they just come out with it and that sounded to me that she knew something either she got rid of them before anybody could get them or she has something on them. Um, so I don't know what the next step is. Well, after 30 uh, years in Washington, uh, the Clintons have something on everybody. I'm sure of that. And nobody plays yes. dirtier than the Clintons. And I, I, I made the comparison to LBJ. Uh, I think they took, you know, maybe they read his, his playbook. Uh, this is, these are the kinds of things that LBJ used to do. 
Um, I know it. But, yeah, you're right. What happened to that mutiny in the FBI? This was reported in the Daily Mail that that Comey's own wife wouldn't even speak to him after he right. wouldn't uh, yeah. recommend an indictment in July. He had he had resignations piling up on his desk from his most senior, respected agents. Uh, and this is what supposedly forced his hand to reopen the negotiation, so or reopen the investigation. So now all of a sudden in eight days, he tells us that they've gone through 650,000 emails that end up on the, um, the laptop of a soon-to-be... Well, he's an, an alleged um, uh, a pedophile, uh, sex texting with a 15-year-old. Uh, some of those documents, even if they weren't classified, he's not. How is he able to have access to those? Again, um, this stinks to high heaven. There is no way that um, you know the FBI can can walk away from this and say that you know this is this is not indictable. However, it looks like she's going to skate from this one, too. But there's still the Clinton Foundation investigations to come. Yes. Uh, one more thing to leave you with. In Investor's Business Daily, uh, 538, that's uh, Nate Silver's outfit. Yeah. They gave them an A- minus of accuracy. Yeah. Uh, they have Trump up by one by now. And it's slowly, it's slowly he, he gaining, he's uh, consolidating like, the conservative base. Well, he uh, was. Uh, I, IBD was the most accurate poll in 2012. You're right. Right. The LA uh, UCLA poll has Trump up by five. Most consider that to be an outlier. They use a very different methodology. Although sure. LA was very that that poll was very accurate in 2012. Um, but I, I think IBD has sort of switched over as of today. The last I checked, now Clinton's up by one. However, that's still well within the margin of error. It's, so it's a statistical tie. It's, but the national uh, numbers, it's close. It's the state by state we have to worry about. And right now, it, they're giving her the edge in North Carolina. If he loses North Carolina or Florida, it's going to be a very early evening on Tuesday. It'll be done within the first half an hour. But if he takes North yeah. Carolina and Florida uh, and Nevada and that second um, that second district up in in, uh, in Maine, all bets are off, folks. William, oh, absolutely. thanks for checking in from Mass. Great to hear from you. Hey, great, great talking to you. Have a good night. All right. Hope you'll call again. All right. The website, strangeplanet.ca. Please register as a member. Just click on that blue button. It's fast, easy, and free. And uh, say hi on Twitter. Please follow at Richard Serrett, S-Y, because I love you, R-E-T-T. And as always, follow the truth. Thank you.